All aboard the gravy train! Are you riding your financial planner or broker's gravy train? Your financial prospectus outlines how brokers are allowed to charge you hidden fees. Next stop, hidden fees! Want to take back control of your retirement income? Just get off at the next stop. And tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halavi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. Appreciate you staying and continuing the total financial hour. Here's what here AM eight seventy the answer. Look, triple eight ninety nine retire. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's our phone number, eight 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 nine nine seven. Three eight four seven. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things that I think are m- maybe a little uncomfortable for you. So just make sure you feel uh, because you know feelings are important when it comes to money. <laughs> make sure you feel in a safe place because sometimes the rumors that you hear on TV and our newscasters, all of these people that are explaining to you why you should stay at home and stay safe, and all of those crazy things are the same people that go out to work that haven't lost a paycheck, that still have their sick time and their vacation and their 401k match. These are the same people that are our politicians, right? This week, Dianne Feinstein was uh, so egregiously uh, called out as the hypocrite that her and her fellow San Franciscoite has, uh, well, we've always known them to be, have always been. All right, Dianne Feinstein, I, you know, it was just in the news for just a minute But I think it was 22 years she had a Chinese spy as her personal assistant. 22 years. Why wasn't she sent packing? At least on judgment, if not on, uh, you know, unwillingly uh, cooperating, right? Or at least unknowingly cooperating. A Chinese spy sitting with her. House Armed Services Committee. Uh, sorry, Senate Armed uh, Services Committee, uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee, right? Quote, a leader, let alone the, the billions of dollars in deals that her husband does in real estate and in development and in, in the various businesses across the country. Is anybody paying attention to this? She's in her 80s. We can clap. We can say, thank you so much. Goodbye. We can replace her with a Republican conservative, not one of these uh, Tom Ridge type Republicans or, you know, Susan Murkowski that I'm a Republican when it's convenient. I'm a conservative as long as I still get paid. Right. Put me in your cabinet. I'll support you. You guys have to decide because your financial life is going to be tied to whatever the clowns in D.C. do. More than ever, Washington is part of your financial life. It used to be not really. In fact, 
the framers of the Constitution said, we don't really want the federal government involved in your day-to-day life. It's involved in anything to do with crossing the borders. It's anything to do with the, you know, the high seas, defending us all. That's why we're not going to have an income tax. Hey, it has, it has everything to do with making the powers go down to the states and to the local so that you can see your school board member at the grocery store and chew them out. <laughs> you can see your uh, city councilman or woman and explain to them why they were incorrect in their last voting. Right? How many times are you going to drive up to, to Sacramento? How many times are you going to see your state representative anywhere? You're not let alone the bureaucrats that are at these lifelong positions who just sit there regardless of who comes and goes, comes and goes in the politics. They sit there and collect an incredible, not a little bit, an incredible pension from the state, city, and local. And yet, they're so keen to tell you as your small business owner to stay home, right? It's better for everybody. Have respect, care about others. It's not about you. Be polite. And I'm sitting there going, okay, so what what exactly are we being polite over, right? You're telling me the virus is on my side of the mask or on your side, right? It's either protecting me from you or you from me. Then it's a hazardous material. You've heard me say this before. I'm going to keep saying it until you get out and repeat it and you tell others and then you stomp your foot and say enough of this craziness. Because if our healthcare professionals really believe this, then you, you're not allowed to put your mask in your pocket. Because that's a hazardous material. It's full of virus. You just told me that. You can't hang it from your rearview mirror. You can't put it in your purse, set it on your desk. I had a client recently who worked for a a PR, uh, HR manager, but she was in charge of public relations. And they had a a faux pas, right? Uh, The cleaning crew took the uh, red bag which is where your mask and gloves are supposed to go every time you change the people you're around. I don't know if you know that. You're not allowed to keep the same mask all day. Well, I change it once a day. What the heck does that mean? Right? Change your, uh, change your underwear twice a year. See how that works out for you. Really? Change that mask every time you're around different people. You're not supposed to keep the same mask, but they do because nobody believes it in the healthcare world. Oh, well, Eric, in the surgery, in the operating rooms... They wear them for 10 and 12 hours on these long surgeries. Yes, and they pump 100% oxygen into that room. I don't know if you know that. They pump oxygen into that room. Why? Because they know that if a, if a surgeon or a nurse breathes the same air. Let's talk about this. Your body eliminates waste three ways. Two below the waist and one above the waist through, through exhale. Eighth grade science. Go back and take a refresher. When you exhale the waste, why are you breathing it back in? I mean, look, if you have a cold, you cover. You stay inside. You don't wear a mask for 15 hours a day. I'm getting kind of fed up about this because it's it's parsing families, people yelling, you don't care. Care about what? Right? There's a 0.0004% chance you're going to get the virus. And if you do, if you're one of those people, then it's a 0.00% three, that you're going to die from it or something. I mean, the numbers are so insignificant. And this HR director said, listen, uh, we had a faux pas. These red trash bags went out into the normal uh, dump site 
and they traced it back to us, and we have to come out with a statement. The head of the hospital sits back, and he said, put your finger, rub it across the top of your desk. So she did. He said, there are more germs on the top of your desk than in the way that we handle our, our masking system here at the hospital. So I get it. There could be germs in there. But everybody touches germs all the time, every day. You think it's just about the restroom or the door handle. It's everywhere, all the time, every day. Called your cell phone, your pen. So you already have built up an immunity. Look, I'm not telling you not to wear a mask. You can choose to do it if you want. What I'm telling you is put some sanity, put some common sense back into your system here. Right? Just talk about this. Waste products, breathing out, right? That's how I excel. That means the body says, we don't want it anymore. Get rid of it. And you go, no, no, no. I'm forcing you. Take it back. Okay. I, look, talk to any respiratory therapist. They'll tell you there's an increase in various types of pneumonias and legionnaire diseases and other types of non-COVID related. And yet at the same time, and I told you guys, I think, about a friend of mine who had a, a car accident, tragic car accident, and his granddaughter passed away. He was driving, and his little one-year-old granddaughter passed away. It was horrible, horrible. And after trying to save her life all night with surgery, she passed in the morning. And then a couple weeks later, they get the death certificate, and it said COVID. He said, excuse me? She's one years old. Oh, yeah, it was COVID. So he said, but that's not what happened. Well, you got to talk to the coroner. The coroner says, well, that's what we were instructed to do. And I went back and forth. And finally, they said, look, what does it matter? We receive so much more money from a COVID-related death. The hospital is suffering. Just let us do this. Can you imagine that? And how many people... Send me an email if this is you, because we have four of them so far. I have a feeling it's, there's a lot more of them. How many people have passed away from something else and the death certificate says COVID? Or worse yet, you went to go, you, you signed up to take a test. You didn't actually take the test for whatever reasons. The one that we have, the four of them, uh, they, they, the line was too long. They said, well, I'll take it tomorrow. But they, they did the initial sign up. And then a couple of weeks later, they get a letter in the mail that says, you tested positive for COVID. He's like, excuse me? I never even took the test. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have it here. What I'm saying is the numbers aren't real. Because even if it's four that I know of, then just minus four off of that list. Or the one of my friend, how many? Right. I had a relative who, who had a stroke last fall. She was basically in a coma and vegetable, and then she passed away in the hospital in May. A surprise, COVID. Well, maybe it was the stroke. It's just my, my guess here, people. Right? So I understand that it's dangerous, and nobody wants to get sick. But put some common sense in your mind. Stop this fighting in the grocery store. How are you going to live and enjoy retirement if you just retired or you've been retired for a while and you're running around with, uh, you know, like the French Vichy? Look it up. Right? You become a trader. You run around and you're, you're the snitch line, 1-800-SNITCH. Uh, yeah, I saw my friend mowing his lawn without, without a mask. And then look at yourself. If you're one of those people, fine, you can stop now. Look back at yourself and ask, what's causing me to do this? 
Was it in the third grade when I got beat up? Was it in the 12th grade when I didn't get uh, my award that I deserved? Or is it that I just got scared to death because of CNN and, and MSNBC and, and other news outlets? ABC is yelling and screaming and their, their cameramen aren't even wearing masks. Right? How many times have these people been confronted on air? You know, live broadcast and they say, look, your staff isn't even wearing them. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's true, Bob. Back to you. Well, maybe the hypocrisy of Diane Feinstein. Look, I'm, I'm telling you this because across the board, your finances are going to change, your health, your happiness in retirement. Right? This, if this was not a political year, if this was a an off year like 2017, there wouldn't be any of this stuff. We'd be back to work. Everybody'd be fine. It's the only Achilles' heel was the the economy. If they could undermine the economy. For President Trump, they have a chance of winning. That's all it was. And most of us know that. Oh, but I know somebody that's died. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe maybe they phonied up the, the death certificate. Oh, no, no, no. They, were, they really did. It was my aunt or uncle. Okay, you got it, right? I, I, I'm so sorry that it happened. But have you thought about, just, just thought about, that maybe if the flu came, spinal meningitis, the mumps, the measles, things that are way more contagious, tuberculosis, typhoid. Oh, Eric, those are from the Black Plague. Oh, well, maybe, but by the way, it's happening now in big cities. So I need you to, to take a step back, still enjoy your retirement. If that means you have to get in a car and drive to another state where it's open and there are less crazies, well, then that's what you have to do. Right, Florida just opened up last week. They said, that's it, enough. If you feel like you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I didn't care if you wore a pink, purple shirt. I didn't care if you wore, you know, polka dot shorts. I didn't care if you wore a mask. Wear whatever you want. Just don't make me do it. I don't look good in polka dots. And ask yourself this. Look, if, if somebody is ill and they want it, then that's fine. But what a tragedy, quality of life for your retirement to run around and, and everybody just jumps on the bandwagon, right? Nobody thinks. All the movie stars and the celebrities, the news people, nobody ever goes back and says, huh, I remember eighth grade. I remember. Uh, a virus is the most fragile living thing. Oh, oh I remember coronavirus has been studied for 20 years. Yeah. Because it's a variety of viruses. Why do you think they said in January, February, March, not wearing a mask? Don't wear a mask. Surgeon General, Fauci, don't wear a mask. Because they know that's not how you combat it. It's the same type of virus. It's called a coronavirus. Been around forever. Relatively speaking, 20 plus years. And then the, the politicians get involved and, and the, the, the science that's involved is the political science, not the real science. And any doctor who tries to say otherwise, boom, blacklisted, boom, uh, sorry, defunded, boom, you're, you're, you're over. We're, you, we've canceled your professorship at this prestigious university. And who is it that's trying to take care? Don't make ways. Just be you. Okay, then goose step in line and, and get in the trains. 
Because if you don't think this is the next step, guys, I'm, I'm worried about it. Right? They, they can cancel you in different ways. They just take away your job. Or now we're in a you know, conspiracy theory. Maybe. There's a reason why they want to go cashless. Because with 18 keystrokes, I can finish your entire account. There's a reason they want to license every single profession known to man. Cutting hair? Really? Doing somebody's nails? You have to license, certify, give a massage? Oh, done. Try to do any of those things and no license. We take it from you. You cannot make a living. When the government licenses and and approves every single career choice option, every single way for you to make a living, and in doing so, therefore they can take it away. One, they charge you a fee. Two, they can take it away if they don't like you. You have to ask yourself, well, is that a... More power than there was ever decided for government? Was that just a little bit more? Maybe. Maybe it was. But I think part of what you need to do as you go through life is to figure out, you know, retirement is a very short window. For most people, it's not going to be as long as you've worked, just the way it goes. For most of you. For some of you, retirement is going to be twice as long. So I'm happy with that. It's, it's what I want. I want you to live, enjoy. I want you to give to others. Be relevant, right? Those things matter. And retirement itself is not about just existing and consuming. It's about giving back. It's about standing up for what you believe in. And now if you have your retirement income coming from other sources where you don't require the government to give you permission to work, then wouldn't you think, wouldn't you expect that you could now stand up for what you believe in? Because on the 1st and 15th of every month or the 10th and the 12th or whatever it is that you've set up, you have a paycheck coming from somewhere. If it's from our type accounts, then we know it's reliable, retirement income. It's strategic in the sense that you get to decide when and how much. It's there for you and your family regardless of the rest of the economy. Do you want all of your money in any one place? Of course not. But I can tell you most financial professionals on this station or any other medium will tell you, give us all your money or none of it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I even have a pickup truck and a car. I wouldn't even drive the same car for because sometimes you need the pickup. Right? Hey, can you help me move? Hey, can you carry stuff from the, from the heart? Yeah, let me get my truck. Right? Sometimes you have running shoes and dress shoes. You don't have the same pair of shoes. You don't. Why would you have all of your money in the same place? So what do you need? Well, I wear tennis shoes more than sandals. Okay, then, then buy a couple extra pair. In other words, if you're going to have your money, your finances give you more reliable retirement income, then maybe you'll have 60 or 70% of your money into safety that are giving you a consistent income stream. Maybe less, maybe 30%. The idea is to have something set aside For, oh, heck, there's a problem, right? Don't let somebody else control whether or not you receive your paycheck. A client of ours uh, this last week sold their business, sold part of their business, uh, construction business, great business. It's being run by other, other folks. Look, if you don't collect everything or most of what you expect up front, 
expect behind the scenes that somebody else is going to tell you, oh, sorry, it's a bad month, bad year, bad week. We're not going to pay you. So you have to have some of your funds not relied on somebody else paying, whether you sold a business, a dental practice, whether you sell a construction company. It doesn't matter what you're selling and you're expecting a payment on the first of every month of 1000 or 2000 or 10000 It doesn't matter. You're now counting on that person's work ethic, business prowess. You're counting on that person's ability to solve problems. We would, do a, we would make a, an income plan off of what we know for sure. Like what's the for sure thing? Oh, gosh, money's coming in. Oh, the person's doing great. Wow, they doubled the business. Fantastic. Here comes the money. I'm okay with you. Don't worry about it. I don't want it to be the other way around. Where your food, shelter, clothing is counting on somebody going to work every day, managing money, handling the next crises, customer service complaints, employee, employer issues. Forget it. Not worried about that. You know, there's a lot of talk as we, we go around about this uh, the Trump tax returns. Oh, the Donald Trump, release your tax returns. And some of you, you know, will come to my office and you'll say, oh, I think he should release his tax returns. And I, you know, I used to kind of confront that head on. Now I just say something simple. I said, did you get a refund last year? They said, oh, yeah, yeah, I get 10, 11,000 every year. Every year. Oh, yeah, one year it was 9,000. But yeah, 10, 10. I over, you know, I overdo it so that, I, you know, just in case. I said, well, that's not a very good financial move because you just gave the government an interest-free loan. So meanwhile, on the right side of your you know, economic plan, you have debt. I don't care, house, car, boat, plane, credit card. You have debt that you've paid interest and then you gave the government money interest-free. So you lost on one side and lost on the other side. And you think you can understand a billionaire's tax returns. Uh, I mean, I'm not, not trying to put you down, but this isn't your wheelhouse. If you owe money every year, if you have tax debt, if you haven't grown your wealth every couple of years, increased your net worth, if you're not managing your, your taxes, if you're not maxing out your 401k, if you're not doing everything financially within your power and based on your income, and your physical capabilities. If you are not, and most people aren't, if you're receiving a huge tax refund, you're telling me you're supposed to understand a billionaire's tax returns? Of course not. So then what happens? Well, now you're going to rely on the same news sources, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, to interpret those tax returns for you, which means you have no clue on what is or isn't. And these are the same Trump-hating I'm not saying there isn't a place that you can disagree with him or even dislike him, right? I mean, listen, I, I, I'm married for 30 years. I don't always agree with my wife, and I'm certain she doesn't always agree with me. And certain sometimes she dislikes me, and I may dislike her. doesn't change our love, but there's moments. And so you're telling me that you're supposed to completely fall in love with the president. You're supposed to always appreciate, like, uh, understand uh, ethically, morally. Uh, we must agree on. Are you kidding me? His job is to fix the country. His job is not to, to be your best friend. So you're going to rely on the same Trump-hating media to interpret a tax return that you couldn't understand page two. I'm not saying you're ugly or bad or, or mean or dumb. It's, 
right? I couldn't understand page two of an Ikea. Let's put this uh, computer thing together. I, I couldn't. That's not my thing. I couldn't understand my, my manual in my car, right? How do I find the, the spark plug? Oh, jeez, man. I don't know. I don't know. Is there a YouTube video on that? So I don't expect you to be great at everything, but let's be realistic for a second. Who cares if he releases his tax returns or not? He doesn't get a fair shake in the media. He doesn't get a fair shake with the people that are going to interpret it. So please put this to realistically, uh, put it to where realistically belongs, which is in the so what category. Right. Nancy Pelosi won't release her tax return. Neither will Dianne Feinstein. Why? Because both of them will show that they are real estate moguls and they use depreciation, etc. Donald Trump paid $24 million in alternative minimum tax. You don't even know what that is if you don't pay it. Right. For most of America, they don't pay. Well, maybe, I don't know, half, whatever it is, it doesn't pay AMT. So, of course, you're not going to understand it. All right. Stay with me. You're going to understand what I'm talking about next. So we're going to have a good time. All right. As we continue with the Total Financial Hour, 888 retire 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. we got 30 minutes left on your place for news, talk, and information. The Total Financial Hour. We'll be right back. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with me. The Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Hey, I'm going to do uh, quite a few things in this half an hour because I, I want to touch on some ideas that may not carry the entire rest of the show, but it's very important because they're tidbits. They manage uh, to make a difference. They will make a difference in your life if it appeals to you and applies to you. But if it doesn't, stay with me for another two minutes and, and we're going to catch the next section. Uh, so this will be a little bit of a, not a speed round, but kind of like that. All right, let's figure it out. First of all, health savings accounts. Some of you have those. They are usually set up by your employer. So a health savings account is pretty important because it allows you to set aside money for health-related expenses, and you can do it pre-tax. That's important. That means the money that you put in is not taxed. While it is growing and earning interest, not taxed. When you take it out and spend it for health care, not taxed. All right, pretty important. So a health savings account can give you big dollars off of prescriptions and paying for some of your premiums and your co-pays and all of that. But here's how I want you to use it for some of you, if you can. Let's use it this way. I want you to set aside the money. I think it's $7,100, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's $7,100 per family. And I don't want you to touch it. Don't touch it. Put it in there. But here, if I'm going to have co-pays, yes, you are. And you're going to use other monies for that. Because this becomes kind of a super medical Roth, which means if it, if used, as long as you or your spouse is alive, it is tax-free. So you set aside money. Now, you can even set it up without your employer directly. Okay, I want you to do that as well or look into that. What it does is it says, I'm going to put money aside, not pay taxes on the contribution, and 
when and where you invest it because ultimately your health savings account, if it's grown and grown and grown, you can take it and buy a commercial building or buy an apartment building in the Midwest or whatever you want to do with it. And then the revenue that goes into it, now it builds and builds and builds. And all of the dollars that are paid, in other words, the rents, the dividends, the uh, contributions, because you're going to add to it each and every year, all of that money will never be taxed. Pretty powerful, huh? I like it. Consider it. Here's the alternative now. I say it's the problem. When a husband or wife passes away, the other spouse inherits it. No problem. But when both of you pass away, it immediately triggers to a taxable account. And that means 100% of it, almost like an IRA, a traditional IRA or 401k. All of it is taxed because all of it has not been taxed. So you can't leave it to your kids as beneficiaries and say, oh, now they can pay for their health care tax-free. It's not how it works. What takes place is if you have it as the trust, as the beneficiary, they have to distribute it within a year. It's taxable within a year. Done. If it's your kids, same thing. If it's a friend, taxable right now within a year. But if it's a, a significant number, if you're considering this as an option, make a charity your beneficiary. You can make a charity the beneficiary of your health savings account and guess what? Tax deductible, tax-free to you, certainly to the charity. Everybody gets it without a, a, a tax bite. Important you know that because sometimes people will mix up. They'll give their Roth IRA to the charity or life insurance to the charity when they have other taxable accounts. So if we were to turn the page here and kind of look at it as a macro, here's what my CPA friends tell me are the best ways. And it's what we've seen in 25 years of business that works as well. And this is it. Health insurance and real estate, that goes to your children. Retirement accounts could go to your kids, especially if you don't have the other two. But if you have a, an inkling for charity, nonprofit donations, consider that taxable account to be there for that nonprofit or charity. And you can split it up half to this one, half to that one, a third, a third, a third. You could do whatever you choose. After each of the spouses have passed, then the life insurance goes to the kids, real estate goes to the kids. Those are tax-free transfers. And the retirement account that's a 401k or traditional IRA or the health savings accounts, that goes to the charity or nonprofit. Okay, that is a great balancing act provided that you have those buckets full. If not, then we can work on that. Right? So there's some options there. But I want you to understand that the health savings account itself has some great features while you're alive. You can own dividend-producing stocks. You can own annuities that pay you a monthly premium, uh, a monthly payment, I should say, and it, it can pay your premiums. It can pay for a lot of things that you use in a healthcare world. Always check with the rules in your city, in your, in your state, right? What kind of plans are available, et cetera. But these are important things to look at. And today we're more of a national system anyway where you don't even have to walk into a bank and you can have a health savings account. Pretty important. What about life insurance, Eric? You brought that up. Yeah. Because there are some great life insurance plans and there are some really stinky ones. I don't like plans where you have risk and fees. That means you are putting 
the money that's in your account at risk. In other words, it can go backwards when the market goes backwards, number one. And number two, I don't like it when you pay fees. Now, what's the difference, Eric, between a fee and a cost? Simple. A fee you don't really receive anything for. A cost, you you are receiving something. Uh, you go to buy a new car, right? Here's a great example. You walk in, you say, okay, the car is $50,000. Great, thank you, here's 50. They go, oh, oh, wait, you have to pay car registration and a licensing fee. You say, oh, well, what is that? Do I get an extra spare tire? Nope. What is it? It's just a fee. Goes to the state, gets lost in their bureaucracy, pays Gavin Newsom's retirement plan. You know, it just goes away. Oh, okay, but what about... No, no, it's gone forever. So the car doesn't change. Nope. Okay, that is a fee. A fee says, we're going to, to charge you and not improve the quality of anything. Just goes away. I don't like it when there are fees associated with your retirement planning or your life insurance or any kind of programs where you're putting money in. I want you to receive something for it. So then you can judge and say, hey, you know what? I like it. I paid for this. I received it. I'm happy. I like it. Instead, you said, I paid for this and, and nothing changed. The car is exactly the same. There's not an extra spare tire. The, the paint is the same color. I mean, nothing changed. So when some of you come to us with some of these accounts that have risk and fees, and I look, I, here's how I want you to determine whether or not the account you have is a good account. Because you can decide whether it's a life insurance plan, whether it's a retirement account, or whether it's a life insurance used to supplement your retirement. You can do all of those things. So here, here's what you do. You look from the beginning of the time that you open the account till now, add up the fees. Then what you do is from the beginning of the account to today, add up the gains. And you say, I like it or I don't. It's a good deal or it's not a good deal. What I don't want you to do, and this is what, um, I don't know if they do it on purpose. I'm guessing they do. But a lot of financial professionals will say, oh, look, uh, from the time you've put in this account, you have made $100,000 and you only pay 1% a year or 1.25 in fees or one. In, okay, great. Yeah, that's nice. One, 1%, I made 100000 I'll take it. No, no, no. Add up the account from day one, how much in fees you've paid because keep the denominator the same. In other words, if he's saying from day one, this is how much you've made, then from day one, tell me what I've paid to get there. What did it cost me? I don't care if you have a bunch of initials after your name, Mr. and Mrs. Broker. I don't care if you have an amazing uh, radio commercial. I don't care if you have... It, it doesn't matter to me how beautiful your office is or that your teeth were just whitened. Those are all wonderful things. How much did I put in and what is it worth? What did it cost me from the beginning? And then let's add up the fees each and every year. Is it worth it? Or is it not? That's it. Everything else is mildly interesting. Icing on the cake, cherry on top. You pick the metaphor. I want you to look at it and say, is this worth it or not? Because specifically now with life insurance, it's the same thing. When I say there are some crummy plans out there, look, there are some plans that cost you a lot of money and don't give a lot of benefit. And will what we call blow up or, or explode or go away rather rather early, right? So what is that? What does that mean? Well, it's simple. It means the cost that you are paying each and every year turn into a fee because what you're receiving for it is not what you want. 
It's kind of yucky. So here's what you do. Simple enough. Here's a way to fix it. Well, one, you can call us. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. Or go to any financial professional who is also licensed in this area and say, look, here's what I'm trying to do. I want to ensure that my kids receive this life insurance. And I don't know if I'm going to die in two months, two years, 20 years. I don't know. So I need it to be able to be there as a tax-free transfer of wealth. I'm going to use my retirement account. I don't really need it, but I'm going to withdraw each and every year a little bit of money, whatever I have to. And then I'm going to take that. I have to pay taxes on that little amount. I will. And then I'm going to take that and buy the life insurance policy. And it exponentially increases what I'm going to leave for my children. So as I am alive, I'm reducing my taxability, my taxable account, and increasing the tax-free transfer to my children. Now, I've said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it one more time. Always consult with your CPA. We're not tax uh, CPA experts. I've done this for 24 and a half plus years. It's what I do done it for myself countless times, personally, and I don't know, 1,000, 10,000 clients, whatever the number is. We're certified estate planners in our office. So we know how to merge this stuff together, but I always want the experts of each and every area. Right? You say, Arif, I want to have 25% of my portfolio in the stock market. I'm thinking, wonderful, man, you do that. Make sure you have somebody who's comfortable and confident enough in themselves to be willing to work with others. Because if they start getting, um, I don't know, like a spoiled brat, you took away their, their toy or a dog, you took away their bone, and they start growling, getting mean with you, you say, whoa, 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 this is my money, mister. You've had it. You've earned all this fees on it. Now I'm older. Now I want to take some of my account and move it out. But I still want you to coordinate with my safety expert and my CPAs and my trust lawyers so that everybody knows what everybody's doing. And we are guided by them. They are guided by us. We are never afraid to work with those people. Never. It's a normal part. If you don't have a team like that, if you don't have a group of people that work together, then my question to you is, which one of them is going to have a better retirement than you? Because you're paying for somebody's retirement. It's just not yours. Because they're too grumpy, too, um, I don't know, they lack self-confidence, I guess. I bring this up because this week this happened. I don't know. I think the, the kid, I say kid, he's 32 years old. I think he's been in the business five or six years. He got, I don't know, 17 initials after his names or something. Thinks he's the smartest guy in the world. Takes a 68-year-old and treats her account the same way as he would his. Oh, we're going to buy these stocks. We're going to buy tech and and double down and triple and this. And then we're going to. And she says, Arif, what do I do? I go, well, how much do you need to make per month? This much? Okay. How about inheritance? Fine. That's taken care of. Okay. So what's the point of this money? Well, it's to make this much per month. And I want it to go up a little bit every year for inflation. I took out my trusty, I don't know, $30 calculator. Did the math. I said, you have more than enough. You're done. You don't need that kind of risk. But remember, when you remove money from from risk, the brokers don't get paid. When you sit into the money market account, they cannot charge a fee. 
if you move from from stocks, bonds, mutual funds, risk world to the safety world, fixed or fixed index annuities, CDs in a bank, savings accounts, money markets, right? If you move from there, no fee, no fee. So is there enough for you to live on? That's what we do. That's the math. And you do that to make sure, well, one, you have a second opinion and two, the person, maybe you've worked with this person or this firm for quite a while. That is amazing. That's great. They did their job. They took you to this far. And now it's time to switch. When you were in your 30s and 40s, you drove a sports car. You loved life. Everything was great. Sitting down in the bottom of that thing or climbing up into your four-wheel drive was all amazing, wonderful experience. Now you're 72, 78. Are you really going to climb up into a four-wheel drive? You're the same person, aren't you? Yeah, plus some years. So your requirements, your abilities have changed. So don't think the same portfolio that has all of that risk and, and those fees and that, that uh, you know, amazing opportunities built into it. You've ridden the horse. You've done it. It's over. The game is over. The marathon is over. Stop running. So that's where we set it down and, and we say, look, this is where our strength is. If we can help you, then, then we sit down and we work on a few ideas. And if not, and this happens once in a while, I tell you, look, we're, we're good. There's nothing else I can help you with. I like where you are. I like what you have. I think you have everything that I would do answered already. So there's nothing more that I need. So I would leave it, leave it where it is. Finish the story, you're done. Okay, so this really matters as you sit down and you try to kind of create and build the portfolio because the job of the portfolio has changed. Think of it like this. When you're working, your food, shelter, clothing, expenses, travel, vacations, that all comes from where? Well, that comes from your job, from your paycheck. And as you're putting money into your retirement accounts each and every year, you're adding money to those dollars and the market is going up and down, up and down, up and down. So you're buying more shares when it's lower, buying less when it's higher. It's called dollar cost averaging, going up and down. So as that up and down is happening over the years, it's okay because your expenses are covered by your job. But eventually, three, four, five years, six years in before retirement, right? Just before it. And then five years or so afterwards, that is the one of the riskiest times. Here's why. Turn the page. These are some habits I want you to watch out for. Avoid getting long-term debt. And here's what a client did this last week. She's 68 years old. She comes in and she says, well, Eric, if I had a great car before, I go, yeah, I know you had very little miles on it. Yeah, everything was great. Here's what I did. Uh, I traded it in for a lease. I said, but you're 68. Aren't you going to retire soon? Well, yeah, I'm going to retire in two years. Well, then we need to always budget for a car. Like In other words, a car is a part of, just like your food, shelter, clothing, a car payment is the same thing. So explain to me where we are going to come up with those dollars because we didn't budget for that. And so you and your family have to, or you at least, have to sit down and say, hey, where is it that I'm coming up with three or four or five extra hundred dollars a month? forever. 
because it doesn't end. Remember, it's a lease. Now, if you say, listen, Eric, if I have this much money, I always want to drive a new car every three years. I'm, that's the way it's going to be. That's what I want. I'm, a, I'm happy for you. Nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you budget for it. You know, Robert Kiyosaki is a, an author. I bring him up every once in a while because he changed my life. I told you that uh, we did the infomercial in 2001, January 2001, they came to our home. Filmed a, I don't know, they were there 12 hours. They filmed an infomercial. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was kind of different, right? Different world. But what was interesting about it was Robert's ideas are something simple. And it's this. He says, never buy a liability or a depreciating asset, same thing, a liability, something that eats you with money that you work for. So in other words, I want you to work for a building or you work for stocks, bonds, gold, annuities. You work for that stuff, stuff that goes up in value. And then you let those things pay for your car. So don't drive an old car forever. You can never cut coupons down below zero. So the whole idea of, well, we got to save money. His idea was once you just make more money. This is America. This whole idea of saving money and cutting coupons is silly. Just make more money. I think that was the first time anybody ever brought that up to my attention. I went, wow, that's actually possible. Instead of running around and complaining about stuff, make more money. Well, when you are retired, the idea is not just to make more money, but it's to pay less in fees. Well, that's kind of like making money, isn't it? It's also to say, well, let's get reliable retirement income. It's also to say, let's just not lose money. Isn't that interesting? Let's not lose money. Let's not pay risk and fees. And at the same time, we get a guaranteed income stream. So when we work with clients, one of the things that I always think is is easy for them to grasp or easier is we look at each account and we kind of put something with it. Instead of just using dollars, sometimes it's easier for clients to say, okay, this is my car payment. Got it. So this account's job is to pay my car payment forever. Yep. Got it. Okay, yeah, this retirement account over here, th- this one, this is designed for your vacation. So every year you can pull 10000 out, take a great vacation if that's what you want to do, but that money is designed for vacation. So what you're doing is you're setting aside a, a job or a purpose, if you will, for each account. When you do that through retirement, five years before or five years after, you avoid problems like, surprise, I have a $400 lease payment. Well, your car's been paid off for 10 years. We didn't budget for that. Surprise. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. You have to work. I want you to avoid, Eric, if we just got a $1,400 a month um, RV payment, right? These RVs are going off the shelf like crazy. You want to know this COVID thing has been a blessing beyond blessing for RV drivers and uh, RV sellers, I should say, cars. It's just, it's been stunning for these people. Boats, my gosh, you can't keep one in stock. So it isn't all bad for everybody all the time. It stinks for restaurants and bar owners. But what's happening with some of you that are now making more money in three, four, five months than you did in a year? Well, we have to plan for that. 
Make sure you set it aside. Understand you're going to have a tax liability like you never had before. So we have to plan. We have to set aside for some of this. And when I turn around and I look at at folks that are going through this process of trying to set aside and build money, that five years before and five years after retirement, it's also about your hobbies. You know, you might say, listen, I always wanted to travel the world and do certain things. Fantastic. Let's do it. Well, yeah, but I'm going to think about thinking about and I'm planning to prepare and I have these brochures that we're thinking about. Your spouse, if you're married, knows that you're a procrastinator with things like this because of fear, not because you're a bad person, right? You're afraid of something, figure it out, then you can deal with that fear. But my job is the money. I can sit there and say, yeah, yep, you've got enough money. You're fine. You're prepped. You're planned. You want to spend 10000 a year on an amazing cruise, fly to Europe, be gone for 15 days. You could do that. You have plenty of funds for it. So by doing that, you've now created the job for the money. Remember, the purpose of your money determines the place of your money. If the purpose of your money is risk and taking a chance and maybe hitting a home run, doing amazingly well, triple digits, double digits in the market, picking the stock of the year, those are all great things. That's not the purpose that I work with. My purpose is reliable, reliable income, period. Retirement income that's coming to you without risk and loss. That's why we're here, folks. Triple eight ninety nine retire You can always get a hold of us throughout the week. Uh, if I'm not with a client, I'll, I'll take your call sometimes in the office. But let's, let's be clear. You always meet with me. There is not a, a group in the office that says, oh, I talked to Arif on the phone and you come in and meet with somebody else. That's not how it works. We have a couple of offices, uh, three offices now to be specific. One is, is down right now because of the, the COVID stuff. The building, the entire building is shut down. But we're uh, able to be... Uh, to meet you at the office or in Zoom or in a conference call or FaceTime, whatever it is that works for you. Simi Valley, Glendale, Santa Clarita. And anytime, anywhere on the phone. Thank you guys for being a part of our show. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your loyalty. Uh, and when you let me know that you listen, that always encourages me. I, I appreciate that as well. Bless you all and have a wonderful day, wonderful week. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. The Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire.